Welcome along to Elite Six. You're with Danny DeHeck, another Elite Six member interview. Today's interview is with Julia Price from Dal Kennedy Training. We'll be asking Julia 12 random questions. Welcome along, Julia. Thank you. Thanks nice for coming along. Here. Thank you very much. Let's get straight into it. Let's see. First question. What was your first job? My first job was in a typing pool as a typist for the Ministry of Works. When I left school, I went to secretarial school. And I thought being a secretary was what I wanted to do. But uh, after a couple of years, I just decided it wasn't typing somebody else's work instead of creating my own work. So I didn't last very long in that type of job. I remember learning typing at school and they used mm. to put paper over the keyboard so you couldn't look at your fingers. Yeah, yeah. Being dyslexic and typing doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just saying. But that's cool. What's your proudest accomplishment? It would be, if I have to narrow it down, I guess graduating from university with a Bachelor of Health Science as an adult student. Because I didn't go to university after school because I didn't get UE. And I remember at the time feeling really disappointed in myself. I didn't work very hard in the sixth form, which is why I didn't get UE. But as an, an adult, I decided I wanted to prove to myself that I, in fact, was intelligent. And um, in my 30s, I decided I would. Uh, enrol at Mass University. So it took me about nine years to complete my health science degree. Well and so I was very proud when I got that. Yeah, good on you. That's awesome. Okay, now I hope no one's listening that cares deeply for you, but what was the worst gift you have ever received? <laughs> um, it was a set of handkerchiefs for Christmas um, from a boyfriend at the time, his parents, uh, the year before, they had bought me an amazing gift. And the following year, I thought, I'll buy them an, an even more amazing gift, and I can't remember what it was. And then I was expecting to get another amazing gift, but it was this little box of handkerchiefs. And mm. I just remember feeling really disappointed at the time. Um, yeah. Handkerchiefs, mm. there you go, practical kind of gift. <laughs> Alrighty, um, okay, now I often feel like rephrasing this question, but I'll ask it in two different ways. Uh, what makes you laugh the most? Or when was the last time you had uncontrollable laughter? I think I have some great girlfriends who we can, some, we don't see each other very often. But we see each other and don't even have to speak and can just start laughing. And sometimes it's uncontrollable laughing. Mm. And that was probably a few months ago. Um, yeah, we don't get together often enough. They mm. live in Wellington. I live in Christchurch. Mm. And yeah, so it's, it's being around them that makes me laugh uncontrollably. No, I remember doing a talk once about having a contagious smile. Just being around positive people mm. can make you smile. I can appreciate that. Uh, oh, this could be similar to one of the questions we've already asked, but what was your favourite subject in school? It was PE. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just liked getting out of the classroom, running around and being active. And you yeah. do some uh, some sort of class at the moment, what's that Yeah, class? I teach step classes at the YMCA and I've actually... Do they usually do that dance with the hands, YMCA? Well, we dance? can if we have the right <laughs> music on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing that for? Well, um, at least 30 years, to be honest. Well, Not yeah. continuously. I, yeah. I took a break about eight or nine years and got back into it two years ago mm. and it is great for the the body as well as the mind yeah now uh, do you collect anything I do I collect Wedgwood it's a Sarah's garden um, design mm -hmm. it's a modern um, dinner set and it's a very robust very delicate feminine design and I have all of the pieces that are available so I've probably stopped collecting because there was no more yeah. to buy I'm just I have to ask because most people do you're in Christchurch so am I um how did you get on with the earthquakes with your collection ah actually none of it broke no I we had it on a shelf and it was sitting right back in the shelf and it didn't move forwards very much which yeah. was good we were lucky that our house didn't have a lot of shaking there were things that fell over but we didn't have much in the way of damage which was very fortunate so is Wedgwood like old or is it just really really nice looking really nice looking it's an old um company mm -hmm. um started in the UK probably well at least a couple of hundred years ago wow. and they have various designs and this is just one of their more modern designs Oh, there you go. Things you didn't know about Julia. Well, we're just about going to ask you the same question again. That would have bored our listeners. Let's try a new one. Oh my goodness, it is very much the same question. So, do you collect anything? The next question is, uh, what are your hobbies? My hobbies are, well, walking the dog, because it's something I do every day, and also playing the guitar and the piano. I learnt the piano as a nine-year-old, only for a couple of years. My interest remained, and um, we're fortunate enough now to have a piano in our house. So I've really just kept up my own uh, practice and have gone beyond the grade two that I got to. Mm. And there's lots online and, and YouTube, etc., that I can... Um, tune into and copy and, and play so yeah that, that's what I do just to, to relax so that's my, my hobby. One of my favourite songs is Beethoven's Fair Elise. Mm, I can yeah. play that. I can play the very first but for about 10 keys and people think oh you can play that and that's all I can play. <laughs> uh, that's really cool thank you for that one let's get down to how many have we got? We'll get through them. Uh, what inspires me about other businesses and growth? Yeah, it does say me. I don't know why it says me. I think I spelled that wrong. But it is the 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 courage that uh, I see in people when they're really passionate about their their business, that they know it inside out, and that they really want to share that knowledge with other people to make other people's lives sort of simpler mm. and, and easier with the the products or the services that they provide. And yeah, that, that is what really inspires me about other people and their businesses. Yeah, oh, cool. Because I know you work with 
a whole array of different businesses mm-hmm. with your training. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one of your classes, I think, was it three years ago now? Yeah, and uh, it was a whole, people are all there for different reasons. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they all come away of, you know, different packages that they can use in their life. Mm-hmm. I did. I would think my, the one I got the most from doing the course was the, uh, the three C's, never condemn, complain or condone anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never uh, criticise, condemn or complain. Uh, <laughs> number one principle of Dale Carnegie. Yeah, and there's yeah. nine really good ones. So if you haven't been involved with that, do a search, have a look for the nine principles of Dale Carnegie. Uh, they're great things to live by. 107 years old, the book. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the stuff. Okay, what excites you about your business success the most? Seeing the transformation of the individuals that undertake our our training, our participants, because they don't often know their full potential. And when people come to our classes, they are apprehensive. They, they don't really know what they're going to be, be doing. But because we've, we take them on a journey of self-discovery, uh, then um, coupled with the, the Carnegie Principles for Human Relations, that's when people can see, actually, I've got great potential inside me. So when we transform the people with inside a business, then that tra- transforms the business itself because you have engaged people inside the mm. business. And that, that's really exciting to see and it makes it's a palpable difference. You can, mm. you can see it and follow the training. That's cool. Now, I found out this morning, you said something about how you once were um, a beauty pageant, was it? <laughs> right? Now, this question says, would you rather trade intelligence for looks or looks for intelligence? <laughs> when I was a teenager, I decided it might be fun to um, enter a modelling competition. And I did that. And I won it, surprisingly. Woo. Never done anything like that in my life. And then went on to the Miss New Zealand competition. And it was, it was interesting. I never quite felt comfortable in that space. Uh, there are a lot of attitudes out there around people that are in, in the modelling industry or, or TV commercials, that sort of thing, where you put yourself out there being someone that's looked at and maybe products are sold because of the look that you have. Mm. Um you know, I wouldn't recommend that for my own daughters now, um, looking back with the through the eyes of an adult. At the time, though, it um, I was quite successful. So it, mm. it, it was good while it lasted, and it doesn't last very long. Mm. In terms of intelligence, you know, I, that to me is much more or long-lasting mm. and satisfying. Um, you know, intel- as we get older, we get more and more intelligent. As we get older, we don't necessarily so. get more and more beautiful. <laughs> well, you know, intelligence is, is how we use the knowledge that we've got. And we, yeah. we're wiser if we use our experience and learn from that, then that, that's growing your emotional intelligence as well mm. as your intellectual intelligence. I always think of, um, you see some really nice furniture sometimes, and you can put a veneer on top of a lovely cabinet, and often get people going, oh, is that real wood? And you go, mm. oh, that's only veneer. 
and sometimes looks can be deceiving uh, like that really mm. Mm. all right uh here's someone's a bit more lighter what is the craziest thing you've ever done i think probably starting the dale carnegie franchise Mm. in uh, the South Island or, or buying into the franchise that had been dormant for a number of years because I hadn't run a business on my own before and it just seemed like a good idea at the time mm. and Richard Branson said if you can see an opportunity grab it worry about the details later mm. and that's what I did so yeah there was a lot that I didn't know about running a business and a lot that I didn't know about Dale Carnegie but now four years on um, you know things have settled and so from that crazy thing that I did it, it's it's proving to be pretty successful it is and mm. I, like I said this morning I was talking that uh, four years uh, I must have known you for four mm. years so uh, you know and I've seen your business grow as well which is mm. really cool all right so here you go here's a funny one uh, and the last question I must say to our, our listeners if you could go back in time what year would you travel back to oh I think I would go back to, now the date, ooh, 1977 pops to mind. Um, I was a teenager. Yeah. I, was a I was seven. Yes, well, I'm a bit older than you, Danny. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think at school, I didn't make enough friends. I just stuck to one or two. And it, I think... Think out of shyness, or just not having the confidence to make more friends. Mm. And I still probably it takes me a while to make friends, even even though I've got the confidence to do it. It's that underlying uh, probably thing from still being a teenager, like oh, just one or two friends is enough. Every, everyone else can have all the friends, but me. So it's a crazy way to think. So if I was to go back just to be more outgoing and mm. confident and mm. just, just run with it and, and trust people more. Mm. Mm. Easier said than done sometimes, but I know mm. you've got some good techniques. Mm. Okay, well, Julia, if you could tell us uh, who you are and what you do within a minute, please. Julia Price and Managing Director for Dale Carnegie for the South Island. And Dale Carnegie is a, um, a man who wrote a very famous book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. He started his business 107 years ago, and it started off training people in, in um, self-confidence presentation skills. And it's grown from then into this massive, global, franchised organisation that we still teach the essentials of the Carnegie program, and that's the the human relations principles. And that thread goes through all of the programs. And as I said before, we we help people to discover the, the best about themselves so that they can perform at their optimum in, in their private life as well as their professional life. Mm. Well, thank you for joining us. If you're trying to find Julia, go to elite6thenumber6.co.nz, keyword Julia, and you'll find all her details on our website. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day.